Hello and welcome to Teaching River. Uh, this is episode, probably I'm going to call it 0.1. And uh, hey River, you are 1,252 days old. Um, and this is recorded after episode 3, so when we get to that point, uh, the, or the days will be out of order. But that is because I found some old recordings of the original intent of this podcast, um, you know, just basically a bad, bad uh, train wreck of some recordings, and I have Kelly. Hi, little one. So um, we just listened to Grant detoxing from methadone to get Suboxone, and then. The not too long ago, we also listened to a recording with your mother, and uh, you know, basically, the context of this was back then I knew I was about to spiral out of control, uh, I felt it coming, and I didn't, as I say, like an ass in the recording, I don't believe in AA, which has obviously changed now because AA, HA, and ACA has all saved my life and given me some serenity and happiness that I never felt before. Um, that was very pr -y. Yeah, uh, a little bit. And uh, No promotion, dude. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, and, you know, basically, like, just given the context of that, of, of that was a very different grant compared to what it is now, uh, it's a train wreck. The uh, un other context I want to give is that uh, recording with your mother is I would say maybe a week before everything just goes to shit. Just but when I decide to pick up heroin again, and um, you know, I wanted to talk to Kelly about that because she knows this grant and doesn't know that grant. And hearing it, I'm sure brings up you know emotions and feelings. And Kelly, uh, we won't use names, but has dealt with an active alcoholic and went through some of the pain that I'm positive I put uh, your mother through. So how do you feel about, you know, hearing that with uh, <laughs> that hilariously painful uh, of a train wreck recording that uh, is going to play after this? It makes me, um, it makes me feel horrible because I was in that place. I was with a person that consistently lied to me so much so and it was so completely painful that I felt like at times I was losing my mind yeah I um in in the recording listening to it I am telling Fallon that uh I'm not going to do cocaine again I'm pretty sure I'm high on cocaine or yeah. was the night before I also say that I'm not going to use um acid uh, she makes it very clear, no hallucinogens. And uh, I am quite positive I am high at that moment. <laughs> As I'm swearing, I'm never going to do it again. I'm, I'm almost positive I'm on at least three hits of acid because I was relatively coherent. Um, but that was a time where, where I was using acid uh, on the day, daily basis. You know, so like, you know, what does, what, what does that feel like knowing that somebody... Uh, is a hundred percent lying to your face. I don't want to speak for anyone else, but what it feels like to me, it just felt like this bottomless pit within me. It just felt 
overwhelming and the anxiety and, and the fear and the just constantly worrying if the person that you're with is going to end up killing themselves or killing someone else. It was just like living, feeling like a prisoner, living in constant fear and worry. Very honest. And, and you know, about a week later, I, I think when somebody listens through this, uh, there's a very point near the end where Fallon makes it clear. She goes, this is your last shot. Um, and I can almost hear my brain going, click, 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 bring it. You know, like the, the, that was a, 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 the welcoming moment to me in my head going, well, we'll see about that. And I'm going to test that boundary. And uh, as history shows, I certainly did. And uh, she held to that promise. Uh, you know, she's uh, said in there, she's going to take the dogs and she'll take, the, take River from me. And she did. Um, I'm grateful for that. Um, I, I am, uh, honestly. And it took me a couple of years to get to this perspective. You know, there was a lot of resentment for a long time. But now, and, you know, in retrospect, I'm, I'm, I see the... I wish it would have went down differently, but um, I see the strength that it took for her to do uh, and follow through with that um, in getting to know you and seeing you go through a similar situation of having to make the decision that this is over and, and I'm not going to do this anymore. Um, you know, it's it's an admirable, admirable thing because I, 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 that's... Terrifying. To say the least. You know, you you had, I'm, I in no way do I think that it was any less painful, but at least it, I'd look with you and you had AA to help you through that, you know? You, you clung to the rooms and, and, and that's how we became so close, you know? And I think of her uh, and she hadn't, you know, that was just, she just went for it. You know, so I, I admire her for being able to do that. You know, um, I don't want to dredge up the feelings that you were back there, but like how, how hard was that to make the decision that this is over? Um... Not as hard as you think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because think... it had been building for actually. I mean, it'd been throughout our whole relationship, but for like two years up until the point of the just like the final straw, I was I was pretty much done. I was done with the lies. I was done with being in a room with a person who I just. There's something horrible about being in a room with a person and feeling at your lowest and loneliest, lonely, loneliest. Mm -hmm. And that's how I felt around him. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel comfortable around him. I didn't feel safe around him. And I didn't trust him. Um, how do you feel in listening to that? Hearing that grant? I mean, I, I am talking slow. 
and uh, you know, totally different cadence because I'm I'm incredibly intoxicated, as I eloquently say. I've been drinking pot and smoking beer. <laughs> um, you know the the uh, how do you feel about hearing that Grant compared to you know, hundred percent sober Grant? It makes me sad to hear you like that. It just makes me sad because it's just like you sound like you're in so much pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, certainly was uh, painful, but I, I certainly brought, you know, I welcomed it um, for sure. Um, yes, yeah, so I think that's about the context that I'd like to give on the situation of the audio you're about to hear. And this, uh, I have a lot of uh, recordings. Um, I mentioned same old Sisyphus shit. Uh, that was formerly your old addiction. And um, that was a podcast I did. Uh, uh, one, I did one episode with two friends of mine and then relapsed like crazy. And we did an episode a year later. I did find those recordings and I will release those as long as I get the A-OK from the people that participated. And, um, you know, there's, uh, it's, I don't think, I think I'll just release those as is. I don't need to give context. This is the context that is needed. Um, then I also have a, a, a couple other um, recordings that I found from years ago. So uh, the bonus episodes will be denoted as uh, zero, zero, episode zero, zero point whatever uh, that whatever we uh, consecutively get up to. And uh, enjoy. It's certainly painful to uh, listen to. Uh, it's funny. The last thing I do want to say is like I have that. Re- I had that recording um, since I I did it. And I remember being down in Florida uh, listening to it over and over and brewing hate and anger and pain and then finding it recently and and listening to it um that's all gone you know i i uh don't have any hate or anger towards her um i have nothing but you know reverence for the fact that uh she did the best thing she could at the time and the hand i dealt her um for you river and I think it worked out great. Also, by the way, um, I did, just for your own um, interest, that uh, we had a very long FaceTime the other day, and you told me everything you could tell me in a 20-minute period, and it was the greatest ever. It was actually in the three years of your existence that was the longest conversation we've ever had, which kind of saddens me that, you know, um, I don't know the woman that I'm doing this to, uh, yet. Um, but it's nice to see that as long as I continue to stay sober and walk forward, I think we're going to have a great relationship and, uh, I love you very much. I love you little one. All right. Enjoy this train wreck to (laughs) come. Hello and welcome to Same Old Sisyphus. This is going to be a podcast where I come and hash out my struggles with my addictions um, on this forum uh, because I've recently had a daughter and I've always just kind of lived the life of like I'm just going to take as many drugs as I want and do whatever the hell I want and that 
arena, and um, I've sustained several addictions for now 18 plus years. Um, right? And my my ma I'm very bad at math. So I started doing drugs in 2003. 2003, four, five. I just had to count out on my fingers. So for 13 years, I believe, if I counted that correctly, I've had drug addiction problems. Um, and I, 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 I've been struggling. Right now, I'm on day three of detoxing from methadone. And if you don't know what methadone is, it's a drug that was created to uh, trigger the opioid receptors in the brain, the same ones that heroin uh, uh, triggers. Um, and I've been taking it for, I've been taking methadone for probably 12 of those 13 years. Um, the very first drug I ever did was morphine or codeine one of the two that my mother had because she always had bad knees and i heard some kids in high school freshman year talking about it and i had previously taken um oxycontin because i tore my rotator cuff um and i liked the feeling and i went home and i started doing that and then i not too long after that fell into pot and then very very shortly way faster than than some white kid from suburbia should have i delved down into heroin three years later it took me three years to get to that point um because i couldn't find pills and i had always been like yeah sure i'll try dope i don't really care i've never really cared about my body or my existence other than how high can i get and you know how much fun can i have and i want to just work doing what i enjoy doing and you know, get high. Um, and recently I'm now getting off of methadone because I've had a daughter and I don't like waking up in the morning and seeing her incredibly happy and feeling great and eating properly. And I'm barely a functioning human being. I'm essentially barely human at the moment. Uh, if I don't have methadone or pot or uh, cocaine or acid or you know any sort of drug that i can find i'm i'm not a functioning human being i'm just very good at stretching it out over long periods of time but my relationship with my wife is probably at a no it is it is wit's end my wife like if i keep you know i've taken money that we've both earned and and bought cocaine with it and she's like you know rightfully so that's not you know something that somebody with a child should be doing just because i was having like a little anxiety freak out um but essentially i've always done drugs as long as i can remember any problem that i had any fucking feeling that i wanted to feel it was always take this drug and it'll make me feel this way and I've always worked and made pretty decent money, so I've never never really had like a major problem with supply issues. Um, and now seeing my daughter happy and healthy, and if I don't get up and take my methadone, I you know can't go for a walk with her. It makes me feel like shit. It makes me feel like less than a human because you know somebody shouldn't be this way. Um, not for this long. I mean, you know, it's it's been ridiculous. I haven't done heroin since 2000 it's either really late 2006 or very early 2007 um 
I've done narcotics since then, but that was that I haven't. Uh, so, I guess this is the forum to be fully honest. Uh, it's, it's since 2007. I'm gonna say early is the last time I took heroin, and the last time I've taken any sort of narcotics was when my wife was in um, uh, what's it called? In the hospital, the guy took a bag of fentanyl off of her uh, feed thing and threw it in the threw it in one of the garbages and I quickly <laughs> like a drug addict does picked it up and poured a bunch of it into my coffee and got bent for a couple of days um which I don't think fentanyl is supposed to be uh ingested that way but there was enough of it that I was able to you know take it in coffee um and that was a couple months ago and since then I've been struggling now with just daily use for a couple of years, I was fine. I would just smoke pot, and I wasn't taking any. Uh, you know, I didn't have to take Suboxone or Methadone, but the last, uh, I would say, eight years of my life, I've had to be on either Suboxone or Methadone. And right now, I'm on day three of detoxing from Methadone because I'm going tomorrow on day four to get Suboxone from a doctor in town. Um, hopefully, as long as I pass the test or I have low enough methadone levels in my system, which I believe so, I don't take a normal dose. I take point three milliliters a day, which is nothing. Um, so hopefully, I'll be able to pass that and get on the Suboxone. The reason I'm getting off of methadone and onto suboxone because the methadone is it it's very taxing to your body and i know myself uh well enough in my drug escapades that i can't get clean from methadone i know i can get clean from suboxone i did it um and then i relapsed because i found uh, a suboxone in my wallet i was clean for three and a half months and found one in my wallet on a really hard day. I hadn't looked in that pocket in my wallet, and I was like, oh, I'll just take this one, and I'll be fine. And then, you know, a couple of days later, I was back to buying methadone. Um, but methadone's very bad for you. It It's fucking with my mind. It's it's uh, I'm already probably crazy, but I think it's making me even crazier than normal. Um, and... It's about time that I shed that because it's been like 12 years on and off I've been taking methadone. And that's just not good for your body <laughs> at all, <laughs> uh, you know, because I was taking methadone even before I started heroin because I was doing pills and a lot of pills. I had a very bad pill problem in high school because I was the kid who could sell all the drugs. So all these kids kept bringing me pills that they had in their parents' clo closets and I would sell them and make the money and I was doing a lot of pills and I knew some heroin addicts, so they were able to get me methadone because it helps you in the times when you don't have, when you can't get your narcotic. Um, and I would like to. Two years ago, I got off I was I got off of Suboxone because I was at the very end of my treatment. My wife and I lost our insurance, and I was rushed a month sooner than I wanted to 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 get off Suboxone. And I was like, "Fuck it, I can do it." And I did it for three and a half months, and then relapsed. This time, I really, really do want to get clean. I don't want to take Suboxone or methadone. I feel like I've had an opioid addiction for. 13 years now, it's time to fucking stop being a fucking dumbass. Stop 
fucking up my body and do something because you know it it's my life isn't about me anymore it's about my daughter i need to be here to keep her happy and healthy and fed and you know i'm doing that but barely and i'm taxing my wife which i shouldn't be doing because i've lied to her too many times about stupid drug addict stupid fucking lies and and you know a thousand of them over the seven years i've been married now to the saint of a woman um you know, I'm surprised. I'm not surprised she hasn't left me sooner. And that's why I'm doing this because I'm going to get on to Suboxone. And then my plan is is to be on that for six months and get my way off again. I'm setting the goal of six months, but I'm not going to rush myself because uh, when you rush yourself, you relapse. And essentially, this podcast is going to be that journey of trying to maintain sobriety um, and when I say that, I mean from narcotics and stuff. I smoke marijuana. I do acid every once in a while. You know, there's some drugs that are okay. But uh, myself, I can't do stimulants and I can't do narcotics. Those are the two classifications of drugs, meaning like cocaine um, or, you know, uh, uh, any narcotic. I just can't take them because I'll just never, ever stop. And um, But the other ones are fine and hallucinogens I think are great and marijuana I need because I have a degenerative distance I have degenerative disc disease which causes an extreme amount of pain and being an addict I can't take painkillers marijuana is a very safe and effective painkiller when used properly if not abused you can use it like a Tylenol and it will fucking take away a lot of the pain and make you not want to kill something or yourself when you're in a big bad F you know ball of pain um and that would probably add to why i'm you know addicted to these things because i've hurt my body over and over and over again and i throughout the years have been given painkillers and stuff i think they're bad bad news for anybody um and yeah this podcast this is the first time i'm doing it and i value I don't value the NAAA process, but I do see the the merit in, and I ha, I'll admit I've gone to those rooms before and sat with people, and I do see the merit in being around people, but I don't like that environment because they reward you for being sober. I don't think you should be rewarded or feel good about being sober. Everybody in the goddamn world can do it, so I don't I don't want to pat on my back, you know. So I feel more comfortable in this medium of dumping my thoughts into this audio thing I won't listen to and sharing it out. And I'm sure in future episodes, I'll have guests. And my hope for this podcast is for addicts of any kind. Um, if anybody has an addiction uh, uh, and want to talk about it uh, alone or with people, I would like to do it here because I don't, I don't view the traditional method as good. I don't believe trying to inject God or this uh, network of people around you to help keep you sober, I think that's a, a flawed system. I think you should find it within yourself to stay sober. Uh, again, I'm an addict of many years not being able to keep myself sober, but I did heroin for two years. I never shot it. I snorted it. Um, but I did it from 17 to 19. Um, and I got myself clean as well. Um, I, I, my parents said, you know, this is, we're done with you. We can't do this. And I said, okay, give me uh, three months in what was at the time our shore house in, in uh, 
the Jersey Shore, and I went there, and I banged my head up against the wall, and I got myself clean from dope, and I wouldn't, I won't do dope again, because I don't ever want to go through that feeling again, and I know I can do it with something else, I just need to, throughout my life, I've always taken it on fully by myself, and not appreciating, like I said, I don't appreciate the traditional methods of staying clean, so I figured I'd create my own goddamn one. Um, so yeah, hopefully we will, uh, stay that way. And if not, you'll hear about it on here. This is the one place I will endeavor to be incredibly honest because everywhere in my, everywhere else in my life, I tend to not be honest because of my criminal and addictive behaviors. Um, so this will be it. And like I said, hopefully there'll be guests and it won't be such a sad fest. So this is day three of detoxing for methadone. Hopefully next time I'll check in with some Suboxone and I'll feel much better. But if anybody wants to know, withdrawal essentially is like slowing down your motor functions. I rear-ended somebody today because my, I, my, my reflexes aren't fucking it wasn't a bad accident it was we were stuck in traffic and i was trying to change lanes and the person stopped short it was going less than five miles an hour but still like my motor functions are slowed down i'm starting to get the sweats starting to get the poos um withdrawal sucks dick uh this isn't as bad as many other withdrawals that i've gone through um i just feel real tired i had two beers and i've been drinking pot drinking pot i've been smoking pot um and trying to stay sane until 12.30 tomorrow when I go and see the doctor and get my prescription filled for Suboxone. Um, so, yeah, there you go. That's, that's it. So, uh... This is a report for same old Sisyphus. I, as of yesterday, I was four days without taking methadone, or, or three days. Today was the fourth day, and I've gone to the t doctor, the Suboxone centers of the town I live in, and I've uh, passed the initial intake, paid the 70 bucks in cash, not in 50s or 100s, it had to be 20s and 10s. And uh, I had a nice Jewish uh, woman doctor who was very nice and treated me like a human being when my other doctor, the other doctor was nice, but the people who worked in the other doctor's office, offices were fucking pricks and treated me like shit. Uh, and this one was actually nice. And I was able to pee in a cup without somebody standing there watching me because, you know, that's nice. Um, and... So this, I feel great after taking the me medication. I took too much. I took a whole when I should have just taken a half, but I wanted it to get in my system quicker. And, uh, you know, tomorrow I just won't take a dose until very later. But I have my wife here, uh, the saint of a woman uh, that I don't know why she's still with me. And I want to have her tell any, if we even ever get listeners, this is more for myself and in, in chronicling my, this will be the one place I'll be honest and, and with myself and not make stuff up. And uh, I want to know 
what why have you what 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 is your views on my addiction what do you think about it um i think addiction is a difficult thing my addiction though not well, addiction no. i know addiction is a difficult thing and i know you're dealing with it and how you think is an appropriate way to deal with addiction which i feel some things are good and some things are bad so i know it's a long 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 forever going process you know that's why but you know sometimes i have patience for it sometimes i don't do you think i can do it well you've almost done it before you know we've been you know three months you were you were good for a while and you know i think you can do it and i think now with having river i think you have a definite motivation that you didn't have before what are your personal views upon my behavior in the last year tell everybody how terrible i've been i find them to be uh, pretty uh pretty pretty terrible um and i can you know i can forgive how you were before river but i feel like everything is you know intensified and i feel like when you do something you know shitty with you know it's not just doing it to me anymore it's doing it to her and mm. i would do you know in my mind i would do nothing to affect her life so that's why when you know you would take money and you know money that money that you made or money that's in the bank account and you would take it to me i just think well you know that money river needs mm -hmm. so mm. i you know that's why to me it's one of the worst things because mm. you know yeah i'm affecting her life we could always use that for food for her, clothes for her, you know. Yeah, like I literally haven't bought like anything for me, you, barely any food because she needs everything. Mm -hmm. So um, that's why I find it to be like really terrible because of that reasoning. How many times did you think you wanted to leave me? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Too many to count. Well, it would always be, and I'd get super, super angry right away. And, you know, if if I was, you know, if the situations would have been maybe different on that day, there probably would have been days where I would have, you know, you would came home and, like, the locks would have been changed and you would have been screwed. But it's always, you know, I calm down after a little while. Uh-huh. Which you're lucky that I have that because mm -hmm. I wouldn't be able to live without you. If I didn't, I think I, w I definitely, uh, he would have, I would have been like, get out a long time ago. Mm. But, you know, and it's not like, you know, I know you always say, oh, addiction's going to be with me forever. And, you know, you can always feel that way. But, you know, I'm not going to have River be around that, you know, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. So. You can always be an addict, but you don't have to be addicted to something, mm -hmm. you know, so. How, how do you view, do you understand why I can't get off of methadone and I need the Suboxone? Yeah, I understand. I'm a nurse. Mm. I deal with people like you every day. Mm. I'm in the emergency room. That's, of course, I deal with, that's all. I, I deal with majority of the patients that come in. If you look into their history, it says drug abuse, alcohol abuse. So no. I I, under, I understand. Everybody has different, uh, you know. Everybody has different views on it. Some people say, you know, 
Um, it's a disease. Some people say, you know, it's not. So it's all different, but I think everybody kind of everybody kind of deals with it in the same way. Do you think it's a disease? I don't believe so. <laughs> I think I think it's like a personality trait. Uh huh. But uh, what do you believe? Um, I don't believe it's a disease. I think that it's definitely uh, a weakness in my personality. I, I don't think, think people, people are have. A, I think people. I disagree with that because I feel like certain people are certain people are born with an like an addictive personality. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I think it's a personality trait. Do you think I could have given it to her? Not necessarily. I think, you know, she could have an addictive personality but be addicted to something other. You know, I don't think it's always a bad thing. I think some people who are really passionate about certain things, I consider that to be like, you know, an addictive personality, you know. Uh Some people really don't have, you know, any passions. You know, there's nothing that they're like totally... She's gassy, that's why. She's farting a storm up a storm mm. over her. Um, I don't think, um, you know, like me, I don't have anything that I'm 100% passionate about. Like, I don't have a, a hobby. You know, I don't have a, you know, you know, it's just, it's just, I don't. So I think in that makes it that, um, that I don't have an addictive personality. People who are really addicted to, like, sports, that's all they do yeah. is they literally will have ESPN on all day long every day. Like, that's an, that's an, ad- that's Why an addiction. Why did you – what drugs have you done? I know you've done, you know, narcotic pills, and you've done cocaine and marijuana, obviously. It was that pretty much it. You did ecstasy. Why didn't you like drugs? I know that you've never. I don't really like the f- like. I don't like that f- the feeling that you like. I hate. Mm-hmm. You don't like. Do you think it's the loss of control of your you know surroundings? I don't know. I just don't like it. I get like, you know. I think I have, you know, under. <laughs> like I don't know. I just don't. I don't know. Like, like I don't even really like the feeling of being like drunk anymore that uh-huh. like feeling that i'm drunk I, I really don't like it um it's a different feeling than drugs but it's yeah it's still i it's think still, i believe with you 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 like to be in control of your mental faculties at all times if you lose the control of your your you know ability to control the next minute in front of you i don't think it was always like that though because i did drugs and i was reckless i used to drink and drive and mm-hmm. you know have alcoholic beverages in the car while driving long distances and i drove home one time don't remember how i even got home and you know now i won't even have one drink mm-hmm. and drive you know and i did like you know I'll have one i did like coke it. and i did like pills while at work and you know um what do you th- i would drink while at you, work what do you think made you stop because it was a during when we were going out we went out for a year. We we knew each other for a year, and then we got married. So we've been in each other's lives for eight years now. Married seven, and I think like six. Married six. So we've been together seven years. No, eight years. Eight years. We were. I thought we married a year after we. We married like a year and a. We met in September. And we married in January, so we married like a year and a half after we met. And then we've 
it's now the middle of the year, so we've been married six years, so we've been we've been together for eight. Mm-hmm. So what do you think triggered, you know, because I would say probably two years into us being around each other, that's when you were like, yeah, I'm done. You stopped smoking pot. You, I know we did ecstasy together, and I think that was the time where you were like, yeah, no, I'm totally done with all this stuff. Am I correct? What triggered in you? Obviously, I, I assume being a nurse. It had nothing, nothing to do with being a nurse. I just... The one time we did ecstasy, I really didn't like it at all. That was the first time I ever did. I never did ecstasy before. I didn't. I don't like that feeling at all. Um, but no, it had to. I don't know. I just. Well, the only reason I stopped smoking pot was giving me anxiety, and I knew. Why don't you bop her? Yeah. I knew I was getting anxiety. Like I knew it was from that. I remember I could pinpoint it when we went to see Inception. I was like, that's what it is because mm-hmm. we went and we smoked down in the parking garage right before, mm-hmm. and I got severe anxiety while sitting in the movie theater. And like I never got that before. And I think it was just, I just that was my body telling me, okay, no more. You know, because mm. I generally I never stopped liking smoking pot like i never was like this is stupid you know mm. but i rather you know anxiety attacks are st- awful and there's no reason to yeah. you know smoke pot to get just you know yeah just have an anxiety attack yeah i think that at the time it was the stresses of life that added to that but i respect it because anxiety attacks suck balls what do you do you think you've ever had an, an addiction me? Yeah. Have you ever had a struggle with drugs where no. you couldn't stop? No, I was able to stop. I'm able to stop anything. I, just, I quit, Why? I quit yeah, you smoking, quit smoking with no very, problem. Very easily. I haven't even like cared to even have a drink since uh, since afterwards, and I could have totally have a drink now if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. You know. Why? Why? Because that's something that I don't possess. So that's my uh, my exploration. And who better than than my wife to why Why do you think you're able to do that and I'm not? I honestly don't know. Why do you think I can't do it? Because you enjoy being on drugs too much. And you get that, you know, you know, it's not like you are, you know, not like you having having the body pains, I think, also doesn't help you. Like, if you were to wake up pain free, I think it would make this a lot easier for you. But you rather feel like. If anything, just a little bit better, you know, that's why you like smoking pot because you don't even care about getting high anymore. It's just the relief. Um, obviously, you get, you know, stupid every once in a while, yeah, but I mean. But I don't smoke marijuana like I used to. It's very, very, very targeted. So, smoke you know, it's also, relief. you know, when you have a day of pain, you know, you know that, well, I can go get this and I could feel better. Um and not worry about feeling pain. So I think that's where it stems from. That was my problem with the cocaine. It was just, I had several, just on cocaine, I don't feel any pain of my body at all, obviously, because it jacks you up. And that was, I don't really, I didn't enjoy the cocaine or the nose annoyance afterwards, but it was the, holy Christ, I don't feel any pain right now. I haven't felt this in fucking years. But I haven't done cocaine in a long time now. Cocaine's stupid. It I did is. it for I did it for a summer. The only reason I did it for a summer was because I lived in an apartment complex. 
they're like really, really nice apartments, and there was a lot of drug dealers in those apartments. So we were able to literally just walk down a couple buildings and like buy a little baggie, and we would just, mm. you know, twenty dollars we would get and like do that for the night. And I was working in a restaurant, making good money, so I didn't care. We would just go every night and yeah, no, this have is parties and stuff. This is like rock cocaine. It's jet fuel. It's not like shitty cocaine. That's that was the problem. I haven't done it, but that's why I enjoyed doing it because this is actually the cocaine that like you'd get in the seventies that gives you the euphoria feeling for like a half an hour, where you're like, whoa. But we should. I don't need to talk about it. I haven't done it in a while, and I don't plan on doing it. It's too expensive. A hundred dollars a gram. It's well, it shouldn't much. be about the expense. You should. You need to get to the point where you just don't want to do it. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to do it. I bought marijuana from him the other day, and I didn't buy cocaine. And I could have, but I was like, no, you know, I don't want to. Well, I think I would have known you were going with twenty dollars. Are we going to get with that? Would you know your cocaine twenty dollars wouldn't have lasted you very long? And yeah. I would have known that you were snorting around the house. Oh, I know. Can't hide that. Yeah, yeah. And then you try to, oh, my nose is stuffy. I'm like, nobody sniffs like that, like normal. That's not a stuffy nose. That, And I think also I was able to, I wasn't naive about it because I know what cocaine nose is like. Because that's when I, start, when I started getting the cocaine nose, I was like, this is stupid. I'm not yeah. doing this anymore. Yeah. I got like two bloody noses like two days in a row. And I was like, nope, I'm done. You know, and I just never did it. I never did it. I think I did it like. I think me and you did it once when we when we were living in Beechwood in the, in the basement. I remember because I was like, "Oh, that was awful." Mm. You don't remember because you no. were so drugged up on Valium. like pain medication. Yeah, and um, Valium's so bad for me. Um, but I think I might have done it two or three times since I stopped. But I was like twenty one when I that it was like the mm. it was the summer of when I turned twenty one. That's when I did all my drugs that's when i was you know doing like percocets and oxys and stuff at, at work and mm. i wasn't even i wasn't snorting the pills i was just taking them and then i would you know go out and drink on top of it and everything that was my extent of craziness and then it just went to then i just drank a heavy amount like for like a year and then i was literally like done by 22 i was like done with everything mm. i was like i'm over it all but that's really when i started school i started school again when i was 20 like yeah 22 23 so i had my what do you think i need to do to to hopefully possess those powers someday from your honest opinion you know what do you i think you need to focus on you know your life no longer matters it's river's life that matters mm -hmm. we're now here to have her have a, a life you know, for the next 18 years at least. Mm -hmm. You know, 18, she, well, no. Even no, more than that. No one leaves at 18 anymore. Like, you know, she's welcome to stay all the way until she's out of college. All we need to do now is get her to the point where she gets a good paying job. We, I used to have, have you know, lose sleep over thinking about not being able to, you know, uh, leave a nest egg to her. But we're going to have to, essentially my goal in life is just to make sure that we never touch what Gay and Ron leave us behind and that it goes right to her. Well, that's why, she, get her that's why she also has a savings account right now. You know, yeah. she's five months next week and she already has, you know, $200 in the bank account. And she would have a lot more if we had a little bit more. But I make sure I put, you know, $5 in there at least every paycheck for right now. And I'll definitely put a lot more in when mm. I can. So, so we had the rules of I have to shower every two days. 
And yes, if anybody's listening to this, this is how bad I am. I have to shower every two days. Well, I also think that has to deal with the methadone because I'm trying to like think back because when I think back, you used to shower a lot. Like you used to take Mm. showers just like to take a shower. Like Mm. even if you weren't dirty, you would take a shower. And I remember Gay saying, Grant used to shower all the time. And like I'm thinking like when did this like really like not showering thing happen? And it really started like with like when I think you started like heavily being on the methadone because yeah, that's, that's when not good for me that's mentally. when you like stopped caring and that's when like and I think I think it's the methadone like that would like make you smell like that was you never used to smell because you mm-hmm. could you would go sometimes without showering a few days maybe whatever for whatever reason forgot and you would never smell you don't you know you like go two days without showering now and I'm like blech like I said you smell like yeah, dirty well. potatoes dirty potatoes so i gotta shower every two days i have to i've set the rule that the when i'm with river i go outside and do something with her like last time we sat under the tree and meditated for five minutes she didn't give me much longer because she started wiggling around well you also i don't want you in bed with her too that's another thing you need to get for your own personal health except sundays sundays are the one lazy day but yes no sunday can be a lazy day when you have a job you don't need a lazy day that's all you do is have lazy days you can start your sunday lazy days when you have a job yeah because like when i have off three days i usually have i try to at least go out with river one of the days at least I have a day where I'm usually cleaning and then a day where me and her don't do too much. Like today was a day that I stayed in technically. Mm. And cl- usually I do the cleaning and everything because if I have two days off, I kind of combine the lazy and the cleaning in one day. Mm. And I get it done. It's not easy, but I at least get some stuff done. I know it's really hard to do. Like today I really didn't get much, but I got some. You know, so when you're with her, you usually are never with her more than two days in a row. So you need to say, okay, well today I'm going to, you know, just get – I'm going to do walks with her both days. Well, walks are fine. I need the stroller. I know. I had it in here. And what else are the rules? I can't do cocaine. I can't do acid. I can't do hallucinogens of any sort. Um, You can't do drugs, basically. I can smoke marijuana and take my Suboxone. Um, What are the other... You, what are the other rules you want me to abide by in these next six months? To yeah, but we make, do this every time, and you, I, you never yeah, follow any. Going them. through it each time, we're getting better. I'm getting better. So you want to just say fuck it and not, you know, not tell me what you would like me to do? No, I'm just saying we've done this before, and you don't you you stick with it for one day, and then you're back doing what you were doing. All right, but I've been showering. Uh, every two days I've been doing some of these I'm getting better this is me making an attempt as a husband on record to get better so what else would you like me to get better at well you were with the, with the hopefully now that you're on Suboxone maybe you it'll be better but no more you know no sleeping all day long you've been really bad with that the last couple of weeks like really bad yeah like bad like I think it's the methadone because it does just make me feel like not and you and you like don't sleep healthy you up. you like you like flail around like an angry individual that's why it's like i have to put pillow guards up between you because 
you angrily whip the blanket around. Like when I move around, I just you That's know. That's also my pain because you know, like I'm, most of the time, I'm probably flailing because I've hurt something or I've tweaked, and I'm like, you know, because it no, hurts. it's but just I do. It, it's just the flailing of your. You'll just wake up and instead of just rolling over like normal, you whip the blanket like a crazy person, like Batman whipping his cape around or something. Mm. What else? Well, no, but my my really big thing is the sleeping. The sleeping really irritates me. Mm-hmm. Like, I hate that you have alarms that just go off and go off and go off and you snooze, 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 and then you go, my alarms didn't go off. I'm like, yes, it did. There's been 15 alarms that have gone off. You just shut every single one of them off. Literally, every single one, you shut them off. So why don't we get a, uh, because we should ask Ron or Gay for Because, no, because I'm going to have to get up to turn it off because you're not going to. You literally will have your phone on your head, on well, on see, the that's pillow. The problem. If it's next to me, I will in a daze swipe it off. I, if no, it's... no, you would have your your alarm will go off. I have to turn it All off. All right, so let's just not try something different to. Because I already know what's going to happen. I'm going to have so to get up to turn the alarm do? off. What are we going to do? You need to get up when your alarm goes off. You need to find so that let's button doing... subconsciously and. Or you need to put your phone away from you at night. You need to put it over on the desk. You know. That's what I'm asking for is proactive things. I know. We when you're when you know you're getting ready to go to sleep, plug your take your plug and plug it in at the by the computer, and leave it over there. I know you have to tear yourself away from your phone, but you know you can spend a little less time Facebooking. It's kind of like the point. So you want to make that rule as well, but that's kind of like the point of like my existence is you know podcasting engaging with audiences maintaining a brand i think it's whatever i don't care the rest of the day but i think when it's you need to work on your you need to work on your sleep habits and you know when it when you just say okay you know what I'm, i'm done i've done enough i'm gonna put the phone down don't touch that with your foot i'm gonna put the phone down and that's it you don't need to be doing talking to people at three in the morning okay and then you set your alarms not for 150 in the morning i don't know why you have an alarm set for 150 in the morning i turned it off it better not go off again the last three nights and we had the rule of i was trying to sleep at 12 30 which i've done pretty good the past couple of weeks i've been trying to get to sleep and up at 9 30 which i'm always up on the days you're taking or but I do need to get better in the past couple of days I've laxed with it because I was uh, going through withdrawal. Anything else other than sleep? This is your last shot. and then. Well, yeah. And this is not, you don't, you know, you, you don't realize how disgusting you are. Mm-hmm. And it just, like I said, snot booger phlegm on the bathroom wall. Mm. Like it looks like you took a loogie and spit it well, on I the wall. Went, and it shot out of my mouth and I didn't see. It was like I'm a sorry. long, it was disgusting. I had at two o'clock in the morning when I got home from work, showered, cleaned up this whole house. I go in the bathroom to get myself situated for bed. I turn around and there's a l- fucking snot dripping from the bathroom wall. Like what, where, like where, you know, come on. I shouldn't, I'm, I shouldn't have to, you know, wipe snot off a wall. That's just ridiculous. All and right. there's resin all over the place. You need to be more conscious of your fucking resin everywhere on the floor. 
that table is ruined with resin, the bottom of your feet in our bed, you need to stop with the resin. The whole like pot smoking thing is fine, but you're making a mess everywhere. I found ash on my table and I don't, as soon as I start seeing that shit again, because that's how it used to be, ash everywhere. You know, you're taking all my bobby pins and using them and then I would go to put them in my hair and I have fucking resin in my hair. You gotta stop with that. You need to be cleaner with the pot. Downstairs is disgusting. We talked about that last time. I'm gonna clean that. You said you were going to and you never did. But I put that on the list. I've been going through withdrawal the past couple of days. I've been yeah, but what about good. the last five months? I didn't say I was going to clean in the last five months. I said it like a week ago, and then I was going. It definitely wasn't withdrawal. a week ago. It was like at least a month ago. I'm going. It's on my list. I'm gonna. That's my goal. In the next two days, at some point. Well, you're all about there. podcasting, so have your. Oh my goodness! I'm putting my foot on the toy. Yeah, I've she's just showered. She's. Yeah, and you've walked outside with bare feet. Oh, I'm just the worst person ever. You're just dirty. And you don't fidgety. realize it. All right, keep going, telling me what how terrible I am and what I need to accomplish. To I'm not telling you how terrible you are. I'm telling you you're disgusting. So keep telling me so I can accomplish. Well, why don't why don't you care about your hygiene? That's just a question I have for you. Why I would don't, say it's probably the methadone. It like makes why me feel. Why don't you care that like? you smell or why don't you like it to hurts it hurts to move it hurts to get up and and find the energy to go and shower and i don't view myself as a human being so i don't care that's essentially it i do believe it's the methadone oh hey doobie you just came out you took a nap by yourself and now you're coming out being like what the fuck why aren't we in bed you do like you know gross things and you don't think there's anything wrong with it you know so that's something that I think, you know, all men are disgusting, more disgusting than women. I get it. But, you know, you're just beyond disgusting when you literally, your shirt is covered in snot. Like, that's just disgusting. I agree. Get a fucking tissue. Plenty of tissues. I'll make sure you'll always have, if you use tissues, I will put a box of tissues on. I've even done that. I put a box of tissues on the side of your bed and you just never use them. Just little things. You know. I don't ask you to clean the whole house. Just clean up after yourself. Just, just to be more tidy. More tidy, less stinky, less gross. I'm not asking you to totally change everything, but, you know, like you said, you just don't really care. So maybe that'll change and you'll start caring a little bit. Do you think I'm a good father? I, th- I think when you are not too concerned with sleeping yes when you just want to sleep no i don't think you are a good father because all you do is sit with her in bed and your main goal is just to get her to fall back to sleep again and you definitely don't interact with her enough unless you're either high on acid or have some sort of drug in your system you don't take the time to you stimulate her okay you know, you might a little bit, you know, but you definitely, you know, you definitely don't because you want to sleep. And I'm not saying that that's bad, like, you know, but... but well, it's obviously bad. It's not something that I should continue. It's, it's well, yeah, it's bad. But it doesn't make, you know, you're not being a bad parent, but, you know, you just want to, you just... He tried to go back in the bedroom and hang out by himself, <laughs> but then he <laughs> He decided. was hoping maybe we would follow yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> and he grumps. <laughs> Shut up, Doobie. Did you hear that on the thing? Hear the grump? Um, you know, and I get so worried because I'm like terrified. Like if I could have just shown you what happened that one day, that's all I think about now is when you're sleeping. And I, I know I don't sleep with her on me anymore at all. I know, but like that's all I think about is oh my god, like she was. If I didn't come home, like if we had stopped somewhere else, it was bad. It was really scary. I was really scared. For the listeners, I fell asleep with River on me, and I had taken a sleeping pill, and I rolled to the side. And she, You didn't take a sleeping pill. It was midday. It was after I had taken acid. That's why I was so tired. It was the day after taking no, acid. No, what happened is you fell asleep with her on top of you. You were still sitting straight up. She had fallen down in between your body and your arm, and her head was... In your armpit, nose and all. Her whole side of her face was red. She was covered in your sweat, covered in your sweat. She had shit all the way up her diaper, all the way in her belly button. It was bad. It was really scary. Like, I was, that was, I was close to kicking you. You're lucky Tina was here. If that didn't happen, if I would have come home to that, I probably would have been like, Smack you in the face. Get the fuck out. I can't even see you at this moment. I was so upset. Mm. Because that's what I was warning you about. And you would fought me over it. You know, when I said, don't do this, don't do this. She's fine. She's fine. Da, da, da. So that makes, makes it worse when I don't hear from you. That's why you think I'm like so annoying with the camera and this and that. But I'm so nervous because I never know what drugs you have or what drugs you did and how you're feeling that day. You know, where's River at? You know, are you asleep? Is she asleep? Now that she rolls, it's a whole new ball game. You can't leave. You can't. You can't. You can't even. You can't leave her anywhere. You can't leave her like on this chair and walk away like you did. What happened? She rolled over. She could have rolled that way and then rolled over off the chair. Doesn't matter. You can't. I you, just put her down for a second. How fast would you have been able to get back here if she was going to roll? But, yeah, let's not do that. You, I would rather put her in her, you know, freaking bop thing here, bouncy chair for two seconds and have her be pissed off about it while you do something than give her the chance to roll over and fall on the floor. Same thing with the, you know, everything, the bed. You can't put her on the bed a certain way anymore because she'll roll right off. Yeah. Or she'll get her she'll get her face like if she rolls off like off the pillow onto like say my blanket, and that while she's sleeping. Yeah, she could suffocate. She could herself. suffocate herself because mm-hmm. she can't get back and she'd be too you know. Mm-hmm. I think she would scream bloody murder before that would happen, but you know now it's like you really got to make a cute little you know pillow as long as you block her you know she really only rolls to her if i put her on the bed when you're not here i put her in the center of the bed i don't put her on a pillow i don't even put her head on a pillow and i put uh, uh, pillows around her yeah so she's in the middle of the bed with with the heavy pillows and then i put your heavy blanket on the one side where like now it's impossible for her to roll off the bed the way i do it but in like two weeks she's totally going to be able to beat that system when she starts moving yeah she's going to start moving when she gets a mastery of her core strength she will eventually have to sleep in her own crib soon yeah i know it's gonna suck and i'm sad about it 
I'm going to miss waking up to a beautiful face. She'll probably be up because I'm probably going to like now how she's sleeping now. It should be the time that she goes in her crib and I'll probably pick her back up at like three in the morning. And she'll, she'll probably still be there in the morning, but she does. She really needs from like nine to three to be in her own bed. Hmm. But, you know, that might take me <laughs> more to adjust than to with her, you know, mm -hmm. because I don't know, you know, I have a hard time now sleeping without her around. So the final question I have is, do you have anything to say to River? Because I'm doing this for her uh, so she knows that I'm, you know, and I'm, I'm, my, my, I made a realization that I've never lied to River ever, and my goal is to never do that. And that's this is an exercise of being honest with myself to her, because if she ever, I don't want her to ever have any addiction problems, and I'm going to be honest with her about it to avoid that. But I want her to have something to listen to to, you know, show her how much, how how I how hard I worked. This is the, I'm going to, I'm going to say this is probably going to, this has to be it. Okay. Because, you know, I'm not living an extremely happy life right now. And I feel like I should be because I have a baby who's the best thing in the world. And if I'm not with her, I'm, you know, I'm un, like, I'm unhappy. You know, I'm not happy right now. Mm -hmm. Um. And that's my fault. Has, I apologize. There's a lot of things that contribute to it, but. Mm -hmm. Largely my addiction that's made so, it worse. So, you know, I've given you a lot of time and a lot of pay. There's something in my leg. I've given you a lot of, <laughs> currently had his hand in his pants, looking down his pants. Um, I've given you a lot of time. I wanted a you lot to see of, my dink. A lot of patience. <laughs> what did you call the boxers before? Dick shield? My dick shield, yeah. I don't like that. Um, anyway, I've had a lot of time, a lot of patience, a lot of... Like, hey, give me my dick shields. A lot of understand. <laughs> That's a funny way to say it instead of boxers. A lot of understanding, a lot of, you know, spending my days wondering what you're lying about. The, the lying, that's the only thing. Can the lying stop ever? This, that's what this is an exercise in, and I'm going to bring it into my everyday I know you said you're never going to lie to River. Why don't you try never lying to me? Okay. About anything. You know, like your parents lie to each other about the stupidest things. I don't need to be lied to about that. You never used to lie to me. Used to be like the methadone. I just it used I'll to be lie to just make the conversation end, so I can just go back to vacantly thinking about nothing. Well, you used to never lie to me because I used to be, you know, you were a lot more honest. So let's go back to the no lying and and I'm, you know, I'm putting this on record. If if you take don't money lie to you, well, yeah. If you ever if you take money again, I don't care what the deal is. You're out. Of, you're out. I don't care. You can't take our money anymore. We have no money. You know, you're a very expensive person to begin with. So you taking extra money on top of your expenses is just ridiculous. Um, but if you don't do it this time with the Suboxone, with having River and everything else that can be positive in your life and things to look forward to, things to move forward to, you know, I'm not going to give you any more chances. This is literally your last chance. Mm -hmm. And I believe you. Like, 
like I'm glad you still it only it took you about a month to get this suboxone thing going but you know I wasn't going to give you too much more time but you did it yourself and you know which uh, you know which is a big step but you know if this suboxone fails you can't say I didn't give you an, enough tries mm. and I won't feel sorry about it and you know I you know I don't I you know I'm not you know going to stay with somebody to you know coddle them all the way till they get better 20 years from now mm -hmm. because I don't want revert around it mm -hmm. I don't want her to know you know I don't want her to know that her to, her to feel I don't want her to feel the negativity I you agree. know so if anything if anything were to happen I'm like you you basically have a few months to to prove yourself and then after those few months if anything were to if it were to come up again there's no more oh well it's been a year I'll just give you another shot I'm done after I'm done now I'm done mm -hmm. so you know that it's on it's on wherever you have this at and it's you know and you say you can you can't take her from me but I will so just know that I will Mm -hmm. And I won't feel bad about it because you've had enough chance, you've had enough time, you've had enough chances, um, you know. So I just want you to know how serious I am with that. And I hear you. I and don't I respect that. You know, reasoning and you know, I don't. I, it's for her safety. It's for mm -hmm. her protection. It's not even. It's not even me. If she was never in the picture, you know. I would be able to deal with your with you. I, I would still probably eventually be like get the fuck out you're mm -hmm. driving me crazy and you're stealing all our money and da, da, da. but my is my main thing is her safety I don't want her to fall into that life I don't want her to accidentally take something by accident you never know and I just I don't want it around her you know I'm being you know when I say mm -hmm. I'm going to be honest with her about everything I'm going to, she's not going to be sheltered. But I also don't want it around where she could possibly, yeah. you know, so. I don't want to start the talk until, you know. Yeah, and I don't, I don't want her, I don't, you know, I don't want her, I just, I don't want to live that life. And I've told you that before. I don't want to live the life of dealing with people who, dealing with, dealing with drugs. I don't want to do mm. it. It's the same thing like people who deal with people who are alcoholics. I, 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 if you were an alcoholic, it'd be the same exact thing. I wouldn't want to deal with that either. It's not just, it's just not the whole drug thing. It's, it's I don't want to live that life. It just, you know, I tell my, told myself, you know, I'm not living this life. And I've said it to myself, you know, this things better change because I'm not going to live this way. And you, and as long as you know that it's true, I'm definitely not living this way. Stuff has to change. This is the last straw. And you've done it before. I have confidence in you that you could do it again. You know, just think about, you know, just think about River when you're having a weak moment. Mm -hmm. Just think, just think ahead about River. It's even better. Just like, what is she going to look like? What's her little head, gonna, her little hair going to look like on her head? And her running around and grabbing Doobie's tail and Doobie going, and getting mad. And then, then Ludo biting Doobie for Doobie getting mad and, you know, that's what I think of. I go, oh, my God, that'd be so cute. Like, when I'm, like, depressed or upset about something, like, I think about River. I'm like, oh, she's so cute. There's this little stupid little smile and she had a little tongue that sticks out. Like, all her development, I just think about her. And I'm like, all right, mm -hmm. I'm good, you know. Um, so I just want mm -hmm. you to 
use use her have her be your motivation which you know it's I can't figure out how you haven't been able to get there yet but it took you we'll just say five months because she's almost five months it took you five months to get there and I'm giving you I gave you that five months but I think five months is plenty of time and now it's time for you to sober yeah yeah it's about that time I think the the excuse of I'm an addict it's no longer an excuse anymore. I think it's just, it's, it's now it's an excuse. It's no mm-hmm. long. it's just, that's all it is. It's an excuse. It's not a reason. It's an it's, excuse. Yeah. It's just a, you know, you're using it as a crutch. I'm mm-hmm. an addict. I'm always an addict. Yeah, uh, technically, but there's people who were, you know, addicts in their twenties and that was their, their 50 and they haven't done anything since their twenties. They mm-hmm. were an addict for 10 years out of their 90 years of life. Like, what's that? You know, that's that's nothing. Mm-hmm. So I would say don't use that as an excuse to yourself because I think you just tell yourself that because that's what you think. But I don't think, I think anybody can get over it. And mm-hmm. You have motivation now. Maybe if River didn't or wasn't around, it might be harder. But I think she's a pretty good motivation mm-hmm. because I can already tell she's going to be like a freaking awesome human being. Mm-hmm. She's got a great personality. Already, she's sassy though. Mm. She's definitely sassy. All right. Well, you guys heard it here first. As long as, and I've heard it here again. My wife will leave me if I fail this time. So. And you don't get the dogs either. Yeah. So, there you go. Another thrilling episode. One point two of same old Sisyphus. <laughs> <laughs>